Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. Welcome to the next English podcast. I hope everyone can hear me. I've been having some technical issues, so that's why I started later than usual. This is Zdenek from the next English podcast, and some of you are listening to this live, but there are also some that are listening to this as a regular episode, as always. And I'm also trying to launch this via YouTube, but I'm not sure how that's going to work. And that's because today I've got a guest, a, a really cool guest that has been on this podcast before. His name is Dustin, and uh, he's known for a project called Board Gaming with Education. And uh, you can find an episode with him in the archive, the Next English Podcast archive, uh, which was recorded back in January 2019, actually. It's episode 247, a chat with Dustin from Board Gaming with Education podcast. And, um, well, hopefully everything is going to work. So, Dustin, if you can hear me, would you mind calling me in, please? I assume everyone else can hear me, too. I did say hello, so I <laughs> I hope uh, people are here. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it doesn't seem so. Not yet, Dustin. Um Do you have your headphones in? Uh, Dustin says in, on the chat that he's calling me. Yeah. And now I have noticed that. Dustin, can you hear me? Hello? I can. I can. Can you hear me yeah. okay? Yes, I can. Hello, hello. Welcome to hey, the next thing. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a pleasure, as always. <laughs> I see. Uh, I'm watching you on YouTube. I see you have Rival Restaurants back on your shelf. Have you had a chance to play it yet? <laughs> Not really. Just just online, but never in real life, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is ridiculous because I actually want you to be there as well on YouTube, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know how how it's done. So <laughs> uh, it's a bit weird to have to have a guest on the podcast and then uh, stream it live on YouTube. So yeah. this just doesn't make any sense. So either I will make it work or not. But in the meantime, um, tell us how you are. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I'm trying to think of what some some big updates since our last chat. I mean, just kind of doing things with board game with education, trying to spread the mission of tabletop games for learning and um, just building our community there. Mm hmm. Yes. Okay. That's that's uh, fantastic. I have got a lot of questions for you, and I know you you're actually quite similar to me um, in that you're also a teacher. You're also very interested in board games, and um, that's not enough. Of course, you're also a podcaster like <laughs> me. So we've got a lot of a lot in common, actually, Dustin. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're twins. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So um, basically, people here in Podbean are saying uh, that we that they can hear you here, but the YouTube thing isn't working. I think I'm just going to I'm just going to end the uh, YouTube uh, live stream because uh, unless somebody tells me how I can make it work, if there's someone experienced here, uh, because I like if I send you the video link, Dustin, then um, you're not able to join as a as a guest, are you? You just you can just watch, right? How does this yeah. work? Any idea? Yeah, I think usually I do like Zoom and OBS. Yeah. Have you yeah. used OBS before? I have used OBS before, yeah, but not not for this. So um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to end stream, and we're just gonna okay. do this, uh, the, the the usual way because this is not Sounds gonna work here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, well, the most important thing is that everyone can hear you here on Podbean because that's the main show. That's the uh, podcast. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Rob. Rob says, I could use StreamYard for YouTube lives with guests. It's very easy and free. I have actually uh, used StreamYard before, but I just, I, I guess I failed in uh, implementing it for this particular episode. And for that, I apologize to everyone. But Dustin, so um, yeah. you're from the USA. We should remind that to everyone else. I think most people have guessed it from your accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I said, you are a massive board gamer, so we're going to talk about board games mostly, I, I hope. And, um, well, for, tell us about yourself, about your projects. So the main thing is board gaming education, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right now I'm in kind of a weird space because... Um, we're hoping to open up a brick and mortar place soon. Um, hmm. But that's, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air at the moment. We're, we're trying to find a place that's not too expensive in LA. LA leasing rates are pretty expensive. Um, and then with board game with education, with the online site, we are doing a couple things. Uh, one thing we're kind of reaching out to teachers who are interested in contributing to the site as like a teachers pay teachers kind of marketplace thing where we're, specifically focused on game-based learning gamification and those types of games for learning resources and then um, we also create board game with education branded resources that come complementary with some of the games you purchase in our store Um, so we're looking for teachers to help us with those resources as well Um, yeah and so we're just kind of growing our community on that end and just trying to reach out to schools and parents and kind of share with them the the value that tabletop games can provide and also introducing them to modern tabletop games yeah so so when you say games in education it's 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 the authentic real games those that i had right behind me when i was trying to launch that uh, live stream yeah so we're talking real games right 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 so either mass market or hobby games and looking at how they can be either uh, modified a little bit or just some that are just great just to be used in the classroom. I mean, there's a lot that can be used for like yeah. uh, building class culture as a part of an advisory period or um, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of examples. If, if I don't know. <laughs> Where do we even start? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, one thing I should say is that obviously my listeners know me as, as a teacher and as an English teacher who uses board games in, in, uh, in, in the English language classes, right? In the English language environment. Whereas you, you sort of uh, cover more ground because y- y- you, you use it in education in general. So it's not just English. It's everything else too, right? Right, right. I guess where where we again share something in common is we I started with board games and tabletop games for English language teaching and we moved back to the states and we kind of saw that a lot of other content areas were kind of growing with us in our community and there's not a huge market for learning English in the US there is definitely some some communities that can use the extra support, but as far as a business model, it's not it's not as strong of a business model to build a business on as you could in where I was living in Asian countries. I mean Taiwan mostly, right? Yeah, three years in Taiwan, a year in South Korea, and a year in mainland China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's understandable because Americans, they can speak English as far as I remember. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just, I mean, as a like a market standpoint, there there is probably a way to grow an English language school. I mean, there is. There, there's a few that I know of in the U.S. However, hmm. it's they're built on grants or um, nonprofits, um, which is like awesome. It's just not exactly what we were kind of going for, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you say we. So uh, would you mind introducing some of the members of your team? Because I have actually had the privilege to um, to talk to them before because I've joined some of your Facebook lives before, I, I believe, with, with some of them. So would you mind introducing them to us? For sure. Um, so... Like a lot of small businesses, the one number one partner is usually the spouse. So my wife has been a big support <laughs> and and helping with a lot of things. Um, and then Roger, he is a retired science teacher, and he's been helping. He essentially helped us uh, get launch the board game marketplace online. So I always had this idea of wanting to kind of create a community uh, for tabletop games for learning, and this idea of kind of owning a space for it. But with the mm-hmm. pandemic, we decided maybe like we couldn't really run events. So I kind of thought, well, what can we do to help with this kind of um, idea of using tabletop games for learning? And we decided or I had this idea of creating resources. And I reached out to Roger because his background's in science and he can really be an expert in that field where I can kind of create some basic resources. But and that comes back to really reaching out to, to our community at this point, because, you know, as teachers, we we have a certain limit to our expertise when it comes to different content areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you sort of complement each other. So do I understand it uh, clearly that your initial idea was to create some kind of um, or to build some kind of a local community? Yeah, yeah, we we really want to to create a local community that that doesn't that it's um how do i say this like not necessarily only available to that local community but kind of build a blueprint for how people can do this in their local communities as well um mm-hmm. so kind of creating a network of teachers and then establishing ways that they can also do the same um 
and we like I mentioned we had started doing some events but they were very short-lived when we moved back to LA we did some events in Taiwan as well like language exchange events through tabletop games which mm-hmm. which went went really well and before I left we were at the point where we were running out of space in the cafe that we were renting out and we just didn't have enough room for people that that came which kind of it kind wow. of stinks but but yeah <laughs> yeah well this, you seem to be uh, kind of um uh, ready and prepared to to basically be the pioneers which is not always easy it's a venture we could describe it as a venture mm-hmm. right because maybe not many people have done this before and the ideas are amazing i can relate to this you have no idea how much i can relate to all of this because as you know i've been trying to launch courses for um for learners for english learners board games courses where stud- uh, the learners would uh, not only learn english but also have fun and and play board games online. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder, maybe I can ask you as far as one thing I've been seeing, and maybe, I don't know if it's just my bubble, and I'm kind of being optimistic, but it seems like the idea of games for learning and tabletop games are kind of getting a stronger push because they, they they can target certain needs that schools are really looking for now that they've experienced the pandemic, one being social emotional learning and also developing 21st century skills because mm. one thing we always talk about is robots will replace us. Well, tabletop games have <laughs> some things that yeah. robots can't, can't replace like communication, collaboration, exactly. uh, problem solving. Yeah. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. So that, that's, that's super important because as you said, uh, maybe, maybe we are a little bit like uh, uh, not as close to each other as we used to be before, because now we do everything online and with the pandemic, it all obviously all got worse, so this is where we can we can come in, I suppose, and uh, we can kind of bring people together again, I guess. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, we're super fortunate in the U.S. I mean, we we struggled uh, for different reasons in the U.S. this past year, but we're at this point where where things are looking pretty hopeful. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Wizards of the Coast is a huge tabletop community. They do Magic the Gathering. They recently announced that they'll be starting open play in their like friendly local game stores, I think on the 28th. So in just a few days, it's going to be okay to play in person with Magic. Like mm. they are backing this idea that's it, like from them. Of course, some game stores might have, you might have been able to play in person in some places in the US, but um California, our, our biggest board game cafe, just recently opened their doors back up for the weekends. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's hopeful, and I hope hope we can get that get to that point with the rest of the world too. Yeah, I think I think it's it's rather different in different places. But one one thing I I should probably say is that I don't know how about um, some countries in Europe, but I know in America board games are huge. It's a massive thing. It's a massive hobby. There are conventions, and yeah, it's just like it's a it's that it's this huge, huge thing that people love and have passion for. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just looking up some numbers for our business plan for when we move into brick and mortar, and it's it's continuously growing. It's like I think it's like nine percent growth this last year, and mm-hmm. uh, billions of dollars spent on the tabletop gaming hobby too. 
Yeah, that's 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 that's. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Obviously, so your business. So basically, is help me understand it. So is it the online store? Is that the main thing? Because I know you have an online store, so I can uh, I can order some games online via your website as well. But then I also know that you've got courses for English teachers, um, for for teachers. Sorry, for teachers in general who would like to implement board games into their um, lessons yeah i mean when i first started thinking of board gaming with education as a way to help drive a mission of tabletop games for learning we wanted to be like the go-to place for teachers with with or teachers or schools or parents who want to implement tabletop games and leverage those either hmm. learning benefits or other positive aspects of the games um so right now we do like our main business model is uh selling tabletop games and uh providing complementary resources to help yeah. teachers and parents use those uh, mm-hmm. but i do run like a course that helps teachers learn what is game-based learning and also i walk them through the step-by-step process for developing a game-based uh lesson so that doesn't necessarily have to be centered around tabletop games Um, but that's my experience and I kind of walk them through some examples of what I've done and we meet one-on-one as well. So it's not just a watch it and go course like you see online a lot, but you actually have a chance to kind of sit down with me and talk through your process for a lesson plan or whatever it is you're kind of designing for your learning environment. Yeah, that is, that is, that is fantastic. I I did have a sneak peek. I would say, I, I remember you, Uh, sending me some kind of access code to just yeah. check out check out the uh, the the course. I think I watched a few videos, and I have to say, Dustin is is a real pro, and uh, he knows how to explain things. And he, he, yeah, it's it's definitely something worth checking out. I should I say, really appreciate what, that. No, no, I'm, it's you know, uh, <laughs> it's it's more than clear. Uh, but I'm, there's one thing I'm really interested in knowing. You said you said that you basically sell games and also some support. What what was it? Support material or sorry if yeah. I'm not qu- quoting you uh, correctly. But um, uh, so you de- you develop that material yourself, right? Correct. Yeah. So all of our resources are developed in house with Board Game with Education. It's based around tabletop games by publishers so we're not designing our own games but we're looking at games already out there and looking at what could you do to use it in your classroom and how can you make it as easy to integrate as possible and Mm -hmm. also one thing that's really important for teachers is how they align to uh standards or learning outcomes um right 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 so that would be you would have to look at the curricula of the schools so it's just let's just give an example maybe it's it's a little bit too abstract for the listeners so there is a game that we both know called evolution yeah which is as as the title suggests it does exactly what it's a what it says on the tin um uh, it's about um uh, the evolution so the it's about animals so you are sort of uh, looking after animals and um Uh, make, make you're trying to make sure that they sort of grow and evolve and and then you you kind of eat each other <laughs> eat each other's animals it's really a lot of fun but uh so how would you use a game like that i'm 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 sure 
I'm sure you sell this particular game because I, I think you have talked about it before. So how would you use this game or, or uh, what kind of resources do you have to complement this game when someone decides to buy it from you? Yeah, yeah. So, well, first off, I'm glad you chose that one because that's one of the science ones that I like really did a deep dive on and oh, okay. considered how, how we could use it. Um, the other ones I could kind of talk to a little bit about the resources, but since Roger is the the the, the one that really spearheaded the science-based resources, um, he'd probably be better <laughs> at kind of describing <laughs> the learning outcomes. But just to kind of go over evolution, um, so essentially in that game is you're you have an ecosystem, and with that within that ecosystem, there's food, and animals eat that food, and then eventually that food becomes scarce and animals die off or other types of animals like carnivores are introduced into that system or animals develop traits to protect themselves. So we've developed resources to kind of help students understand that an ecosystem has some cause and effect in it. And Mm -hmm. I created a resource to ask students to stop. So when we're thinking about designing resources, it's not just playing the game. It's there's some sort of uh, activity either between the game, before the game, or after the game that students are yeah. working through. And in this, in evolution, they are supposed to stop playing at several points and record data from the game. Right. So they're looking at how much food is left in the in the uh, I think it's called a watering hole in the game. Yeah. What yeah. types of animals are out in the field? What traits they have? How many animals? And then, but after they're done playing, they can look at this data and look at the cause and effect of well, okay, the reason there was less animals was because there was less food to eat. But however, there was a carnivore that was maybe eating all the animals as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can imagine this This must be a lot of fun and engaging for the students. It must be like uh, like a different different kind of lesson, right? Like if there is a teacher, if there is a teacher that buys this game from you, and uh, takes that time to use those resources to prepare the lessons and use those resources that you've developed. It must be uh, it must be a fantastic lesson that's memorable for the. I can only imagine, like if I were in those students' shoes, that's exactly what I would want to happen in my classes, be it science, chemistry, whatever classes we are talking about, history. And that, that's, that's what you're trying to do. So I think this is a, a brilliant um, idea, really. And uh, the more of this, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun, but it, like you mentioned, it's, it's tough to, yeah. to penetrate that education <laughs> system. And also I like that word. Market. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I can I can totally get it. So at this point, we could use this phrase. Uh, there are some teething problems as well, right? Teething problems, which is, yeah. No, I I totally I totally understand. Well, I, I'm I'm on the same boat as you with my with my idea of uh, English through board games, which I think has a massive massive amount of potential as well, and I really believe in this. But it's just a little bit hard to sort of get it out there marketed and all that you know it's 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 not cheap you know so if i if i really want to do it well i would have to hire professionals and pay them loads of money you know to market it for me i don't know to record some cool videos and all that you know what i mean like if i had the money 
I could do anything with this, but that my budget is limited, and that's why it's a struggle. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and it's even it's even more difficult. I feel online too because yeah, that's right. Just I mean they I they talk about it. The experts, quote unquote experts. I don't know who those experts are, <laughs> but in my like when I'm always kind of diving into marketing behavior and or consumer behavior online and marketing and we're just oversaturated with so many different uh, yeah. things online that it's hard to grab the attention of people too. Exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately what I am noticing is that it all comes down to these marketing tricks, which, which is almost unfair, you know, because it's <laughs> shouldn't it be mostly about the content and about the value you can provide. Uh, rather than just trying to grab someone's attention, the first three seconds, the hook, the right. it just it just bothers me. It really bothers me because you know I, I guess I, I guess I need to learn more in this field, but I'm still I'm still trying to get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, and you mentioned uh, budget is always a nice plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so so Dustin, what kind of games um, are hot at the moment? Um, I, I imagine you, you yourself uh, you keep yourself up to speed with all the latest trends and all that. I have to say, personally, I'm a bit rusty at the moment, mm. and and that's because um, I just it's because of the pandemic and because of uh, uh, the fact that I can't afford to buy games at the moment. I it's I don't want to even watch any videos or you know because I know yeah. I know if I know if I did that I would I would just I wouldn't resist the temptation to buy something and I know I can't so I'm a bit rusty at the moment so uh, could you tell us about some some cool games that have come out recently yeah definitely so uh, I guess it's tough because I'm kind of in a unique situation too where I'm not necessarily viewing games that are coming out from a lens of my personal likes and tastes. Right, right, because, right, right. Because now we're we're trying to kind of establish a base of our of our inventory, and I think we finally are at a point where we have a good solid like uh, board games across different content areas. Um, mm-hmm. So I can talk about two things that have been really popular, and that's one is Quacks of Quinlanburg. Um, could you could you please say it again? I think I think you cut out there for a second. Yeah, it's Quacks of Quidlinburg. Um, okay, it's a well, really strange <laughs> sounds, <name>. sounds, <laughs> yeah. sounds like a really weird name to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and this is a game I would love to have someone look at, and maybe I would look at if I had some extra time to spend on it. But you can look at probability in this game because it's a push your luck game. Ah. And if anyone's not familiar with that, essentially you're well, it's a bag building push your luck game. So that's a lot of board game terminology. Um, <laughs> but essentially, you're adding items into your potion bag. And some items, when you pull it out, is good for you. Some items, when you pull it out, makes your bag explode. Um, oh, so you, wait, yeah, wait, wait, so wait, wait. Not, not, not literally, right? Not literally. Well, in, in the game. Yeah, in the game. So you're, you're, kind right. of, you're supposed to be a, a witch. A witch of... Uh. Uh, or I guess a quack of this town. Um, I yeah. don't know. It's it's really just fun. The push your luck's engaging. It's and I can see why it's so popular. Um, yeah. 
Well, it sounds, sounds, sounds like a very simple concept. Well, you said you teach probability with it, so that's, or you can teach probability with it, so that, that's going to uh, tap into maths, right? So uh, a maths teacher would be interested in something like that, I assume, or statist- statistics teacher? <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those games that we have because it's a great family-style game, too, um, and we, it falls in line with our mission of just bringing people to the table um, through games. And, um, but yeah, we don't have resources for that, but that's one that we definitely want to look into developing some sort of probability like worksheet that could be mm-hmm. made with it. Um, another, another popular thing has been Pokemon cards and not necessarily <laughs> board games, but it is tabletop games. Um, and I, I actually, a story that I can share that maybe you can relate to or other English teachers is I'm teaching, tutoring a student one-on-one still. Um, yeah. And I've been tutoring him since he was five, and I think he turns nine this year. And I was tutoring him in person. Now I'm here in the U.S., and I still tutoring him remotely. Um, mm. But he was he was getting bullied because he was doing too well in his English class. Oh um, no! You have to yeah. slow down, Dustin. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it was like I, I felt really terrible because, like, you know, you never want to hear that with any of your students. Um, no. So I asked his mom if we could do something a little bit different for one of his sessions, and we played Pokemon the card game digitally. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool because we could, I asked him to read like the flavor text, which the flavor text is like the additional, like fun text about the yeah. Pokemon. Um, we also did some, some math about like, you know, adding and subtracting to, yeah. to beat the other Pokemon. So it was just kind of a, a more relaxed lesson where we could still mm. practice some language yeah. skills. Yeah. So it's like uh, learning by playing and uh, this is, this is brilliant and I, I love it myself. Yeah. Yeah, this, this yeah. is great. Yeah, I just I'm just not uh, such a huge I'm just not so hu- so uh, big on um, Pokemon because I have I don't you know I don't uh, belong to that uh, generation of <laughs> pe- people who you know who are that familiar with Pokemon and for me it's like this this a- alien thing, you know what I mean? And uh, most people would get into a game like that by by seeing the name of it you know pokemon so there's like the, everybody knows what they are getting right so right, what kind right. of so is that is that like a deck builder or what, what kind of game is it it's it's similar to other uh, what do they call them um collectible card games like magic the gathering yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Yu Gi Oh. Mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah. it's it's not a bad game i played it growing up and i can mm-hmm. see a lot of the benefits to doing it for kids too yeah. um what what kind of is tough for me to see is how it's such a big collectible thing right so it's a, it's a, it's a money making machine they're just trying to milk the cow <laughs> right right yeah 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 well that that's not the first game that's not the first uh, publisher that does that right like we we, right. we know more exa- more examples of that uh it doesn't we don't have to go too, too far uh, so yeah, and what about uh, some games for uh, learning English? Would you have some ideas? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some new ones that maybe I've used recently. Um, Monstrosity. I don't know if we talked about that before on the podcast and your podcast. 
but that's a good game for descriptive language and listening skills. Essentially, you you see this picture of a monster, and mm-hmm. it's like a crazy looking monster, weird features, um, and you get to look at it for thirty seconds, and then you have to put the card down and you have to describe it to the other players, and the other oh, players yeah. have, to, have to draw yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm so yet to play that one. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I remember you mentioning it to me. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, and you can modify things. So I even there's a review on our website where they played it with like a four year old, five year old, and they just let them look at the card longer. So if you have some language learners that are still kind of, you know, I don't know, intermediate level, maybe maybe a little bit lower, you can allow them to look at the cards or even ask them to work in pairs. So then yep. there's that peer-to-peer teaching happening where they're both looking at this card and one person's struggling with how to explain it in mm-hmm. English and then their teammates like explaining it in English and then they're learning from their peer in that sense. Yeah. Now, as an English teacher, I can imagine using this to teach, for example, adjectives. I think that would be brilliant yeah. or, e- or even relative clauses. That would be interesting too, I think. So I, I'm, I will look into this, I promise, because I, I remember you once invited me to join a game of this. And I think you gave me a choice between this game, Monstrosity, and then another game that I know really well, Codenames. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, I, I went for Codenames because, because I know that game so well. But uh, yeah, I, I hope to play with you soon, Dustin, again. Like, are you still doing your Facebook Lives yeah, we started doing them again every Wednesday night uh, mm. for LA time, five thirty Pacific Standard Time. So I'm not sure what time that would be over uh, here. <laughs> I think at night, at night, yeah, <laughs> mm. two, three at night or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 you do publish these on YouTube, right? You have a YouTube channel too. Yeah, yeah. They go to YouTube and also Twitch. We started a Twitch channel, which I oh really like. I really oh, like really? the platform, but it's yeah. just so hard to yeah. manage all the different platforms. And yeah, so yeah, maybe we'll just... we'll start spending more time on Twitch. But we do have a Twitch too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's 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 great. So so Dustin, remind our listeners where they can find you. And so board gaming with education—that's a podcast. So I, I assume this is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcasts. And uh, the website is, does it have the same name? Board Gaming with Education. Yeah, yeah. So if you search Board Game with Education on almost any social media, will show up. Uh, we're, that's our name there. Unless it's Twitter, it's BGE underscore games. And then mm-hmm. our website is BoardGameWithEducation.com. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Okay. And, uh, well, uh, I... And the podcast, uh, I have to say that I've recently been on your podcast too. We we talked about uh, teaching English with board games, and I, I did enjoy that a lot. So, uh, if any of the listeners want to check that out, maybe that would be that might be your gateway into uh, Dustin's podcast, possibly. Uh, so I can't remember what the name of the uh, what the name was or or the number, but you just I guess you if you search for board gaming education and then type in Zdenek next to it, I think the the episode should yeah. come out. Come up, yeah, come just, up, yeah. I, yeah. I just searched Google Zdenek board gaming with education. It came up and it's episode 127, teaching English with board games. 
Mm-hmm. I can see you've also been recording for a while now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Well, Dustin, I, I'm I'm sure you're busy and you're ob- obviously going to find more games for your online store and all that. So <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Thanks very much. And uh, say hi to uh, Roger and uh, uh, your wife too. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again. Hopefully we can get to some more gaming soon. Yeah, totally. We should definitely do that. You're also a member of, of the group that I have, the Learn English Online Discord group that I keep inviting people to because that's a place where they can practice their English for free. And it's a lot of fun there. We also play games, for example, a game you like a lot, code names, because we both know there's this great website where people can play code names. So I wish I wish there were more websites like that, actually. That's such a such a brilliant thing. Yeah, a lot have popped up though recently, which I've been kind of surprised. I'll I'll just type a board game's name, and then yeah. put online after the Google search, and yeah. more often than not, something comes up. That's cool. that's that's great. That's great. I maybe I will pick your brain regarding that because yeah 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 I would like to know about more and more <laughs> as as much or as many as possible. So thanks again, Dustin, and thanks yeah, thank every. Yeah, you're you're welcome. And thanks everyone else for listening live and whoever is listening to this uh, later on as well. Cheers. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenix English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenixenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenix English Podcast. If you are Zdenix English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini-lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenix English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenic.com ZEP section and click Become Patron. <laughs>